Welcome to episode 8 of the St. Effects Economics Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Katch, the Chair of the Economics Department at St. Francis Xavier University. Here we go. So today we have a very special guest. We have Tori Novakova, who is a BBA 2011 graduate from St. Effects. And she's currently an equity research analyst at Aberdeen Standard Investments and working out of Boston. So how are you doing today, Tori? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, it's our honor. Uh, you know, I've been watching a lot of Boston news. I always have a keen interest of, as to what's going on out there. And I saw that Boston was hit pretty hard by the pandemic, and so is uh, Massachusetts in general. So what's it like from your perspective over there? Yeah, um, it's it's been crazy. Uh, Boston was one of the, like, first places hit uh, in the U.S., um, one of the first outbreaks, I guess. And but I recall there was some kind of major, uh, was there some kind of medical conference or some kind of conference? Yeah, um, Biogen is a big um, company down here and they had a conference and there was, I think two attendees from Europe that came over and spread it to everyone um, as, it, as it spreads quickly. Uh, so we were kind of one of the first places hit, but to Massachusetts credit, like have done a really good job of getting it under control. And we've actually been one of the states where it's, you know, been slowing and not out of control or spiking like we've seen in other states uh, in more Southern area where they've reopened and there's been huge spikes. Here we've stayed fairly consistent. Uh, but you know what? I really wish I was in Nova Scotia right now. <laughs> I tell a lot of people that Antigonish and Nova Scotia in general, are, you know, is pretty much one of the best places to be to ride out a pandemic. I mean, you're at the end of the continent right here. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's been, uh, you know, it's, it's been different, but, you know, it's certainly not as bad as other places in North America. For sure. Yeah. So today I just want to, you know, touch base with you, find out what you've been doing since St. Effects. And I always ask, you know, the same kind of starting questions, which in your case, you know, I feel a bit silly asking since I <laughs> your backstory, but, you know, maybe you should tell our listeners like, where um, but from. yeah, I can yeah, tell us where you're from and uh, why you chose to attend St. Effects. Yeah, so um, I grew up in Antigonish. My father is a professor at St. Effects, uh, one of your colleagues. <laughs> uh, he works in the geology department. And uh, so, yeah, I hung around St. X every day of my life uh, growing up. Uh, I, I definitely, growing up, didn't want to go to X. I, I was very much of the mind that I wanted to get out and do something different. Um, but when it really came time to make a decision, it, it was the clear choice. Um, it had everything I was looking for, and they recruited me to play on the basketball team. I could stay close to my family. Uh, so it was, it was kind of a no brainer. Mm -hmm. um, and so I decided to stick around despite my insistence on leaving. A lot of parallels with my own daughter right now is doing the same thing this fall. A couple of years ago, if you had asked her, she'd said she'd never go to St. FX, but now it's like, yeah, it's a good place to be right now. Yeah. So uh, did you uh, immediately start in the business program or is that something that you, you know, jumped into a little bit later on? No, I definitely, I went straight into the business program. As I said, my dad's a scientist and I, I looked at that and I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and I don't want to wear a lab coat and like do experiments. And I was definitely more interested in the kind of business world. So I went 
in that direction. Right. Um, so I went into the business program. I definitely wasn't sure what route I wanted to take with that because as you know, there's a lot of different majors you can do in business. You can do like management, marketing, accounting, whatever. Uh, and as my time went on, I kind of grew to understand that finance was my path. So I ended up doing uh, an honors degree in finance from the business department. And, you know, side by side with that, I learned that, you know, economics is kind of goes hand in hand with a finance degree. So I took more economics courses. Um, and then once I graduated in 2011, I actually came back for a fifth year to use my fifth year of athletic eligibility and uh, took more economics courses um, with you, actually. <laughs> so. so was that, uh, you know, your decision to take more economics in, in your fifth year, was that some kind of deliberate decision or just something you fell on? I mean, is it something that you thought was lacking in your background training and you just wanted to take more of? Yeah, I, I think as I went through my degree, I, I was looking at it and uh, similar to how Megan spoke on her podcast, I, I kind of realized economics was, was a good path for me, but I was already pretty deep in my business degree. Uh, so it kind of just made sense to supplement and almost get, I don't know, what would be the equivalent of a minor. Right. I kind of consider myself like an honorary graduate of right. the economics program. <laughs> um, but it, it was something that I, you know, I wanted to do and I wanted to go pursue a master's degree mm -hmm. with economics. So I wanted to kind of beef up my background before I went and did that. Do you remember all the courses you took in that fifth year? Because I know obviously you took econometrics, but what else did you take? Um, I was trying to think about that this morning. I, I definitely took linear algebra for engineers. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I wanted more of that kind of math background that, you know, is helpful when you're doing economics. Um, I don't know which years I took everything in, but I definitely did, you know, micro macro one, two, three. Right. Um, I don't know how those were dispersed over all my years. And then both of the econometrics, uh, and then a bunch of math. I took like calculus and stuff like that, like the, aside from, you know, stats and all those things I had to take for my business degree. Yeah. Now, back in the time when you were completing your business degree, did you know of any other students who were doing the joint honors BBA at the time? So business and economics. I didn't. I knew it was an option, but I don't think I knew anybody actually doing that. Yeah, that was a very... Uh, Interesting time. I mean, when I arrived to Santa Effects in 2010 myself, and I noticed that not many students from the business program are combining the two. So it's actually you were, I think, were one of the first by adding an extra year. And then we had more and more students kind of signing up for the joint honors program. So you kind of like were a bit of a trailblazer in that sense, since we kind of, let, you know, let more people know that, you know, maybe you should be combining the two beforehand instead of coming back for a fifth year. Good. I like that. I'll, I'll put that on my resume. Trailblazer. There you go. Trailblazer. <laughs> um, so let's see after Santa Fax, well, even before leaving Santa Fax, so the summer of 2012, right after you graduated. So you hung around a little bit, actually hung around on campus and do a bit of work for me that year. 
So again, you were a bit of a trailblazer there because something we've been trying to do in economics is get more summer research assistants uh, hired on campus so they can hang around Anne and Ganesh during the summer and do some useful work. Um, so do you think that some of that summer research experience helped you for what you did later on, both in grad school and beyond? Absolutely. Um, it was a great opportunity for me because I was heading off to grad school. Uh, I was trying to, you know, fill up that summer before I left. And it was a, it was a perfect job where I could be home, um, you know, honing some of my skills, uh, but I guess to explain what I did for you uh, was I basically collected a ton of data on various different macroeconomic variables, um, just kind of collecting it from different sources and then uh, basically charting it out and, and um, you know, doing some forecasting and stuff for you, which, which was great. It really helped hone my skills in terms of, you know, my computer usage and um, those kind of, you know, running different, you know, regressions and stuff like that. So uh, where did you end up right after St. Effects for grad school? So I went to a university in England called Warwick. Um, it's a well-known university in the UK for economics, actually. They have a pretty good um, program there. So what really drew me to that was they were offering a joint master's degree in finance and economics. Mm -hmm. So it really fit my background and it really fit my desire to kind of keep my options open. Mm -hmm. At that point in my life, I definitely thought I was gonna go into public policy. Like I thought I was gonna be a central banker. Um, and this seemed like a way that I could kind of, you know, get a master's in economics, but kind of keep that finance store open. Right, right. And um, how did your training, your coursework at St. Effects help you with graduate studies? Did you, you know, what did you find that you excelled in and what did you find was lacking in your training? I did so well in my economics courses in my master's. This sounds like a setup because we're talking about, you know, St. Effects economics, but really and truly, uh, I had some of the, you know, highest scores in my econometrics classes out of, you know, out of my class. And um, it, my training at St. of X set me up very, very well um, for, for all my economics courses there. Uh, I was very thankful that I had done that extra year <laughs> and, uh, you know, and got ready. Uh, my master's was very challenging. It was a rigorous, it was a one year program. Mm -hmm. um, so it was very intensive. Uh, and the UK schooling system is, is different than the North American schooling system where if you get a 70 on a paper, that's like the best you can do. Um, so it was definitely a big adjustment for me. But uh, I was, I was well prepared and I'm very thankful to you and the economics department for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Warwick is no pushover for economics. I mean, you know, it's, it's right up there. You've got the big three, Oxford, Cambridge and LSE, but Warwick is right up there with that pack. There's some very strong people there. So that's a very, very challenging program. So glad to hear that you did well there. So I guess after graduating from Warwick, you decided to stick around uh, the UK for a while. Yeah. So 
as you said, it, it is kind of up there with this pack of other UK schools. Uh, so there was a lot of recruiters on campus all the time, um, trying to snag students for, for different things. And like I said, I thought I was going to be a central banker. I went through the full interviews with the Bank of England and actually got offered a job there, uh, which I ended up turning down to my own surprise uh, for one of the recruiters that did come on campus who offered me uh, you know, to interview with this company called Standard Life Investments, uh, which was in Edinburgh. And it was an asset management company. Uh, and so I interviewed there and eventually got offered a job on their emerging markets equities desk, mm -hmm. um, you know, analyzing stocks to, <laughs> to put in portfolios. And it was just a really cool and different opportunity for me. And I was very excited to take advantage of it. Yeah, is that still the kind of same kind of work that you're doing today? Basically, analyzing stocks for uh, for your portfolios. Um, yes. So I worked for three years in Edinburgh on our emerging markets desk, and then four years ago, I moved to Boston and joined our U.S. desk. So same type of work, just different region. Uh, and what I do day to day is I. I analyze um, different stocks, mostly in the consumer staples sector, and uh, decide if we should, you know, buy, sell, hold right, these right. different names and make recommendations to our portfolio managers. Right. Now, those portfolio managers, do they act on basically on a day to day or is this more long term strategy planning that uh, you're involved in? Right. So I personally work at what we call a long only. So we are invested in these names for, for the long term mostly. And we work, uh, you know, we do a lot of like pension plans and stuff like that, right. uh, as opposed to working at say like a hedge fund and that we're, you know, trying to short certain things or get in and out of things quickly uh, so it's, it's definitely more of what I would say investing rather than like speculating. Right. right. So, you know, maybe I can pick your brain here because I'm on the advisory board of something known as the Zavarian Capital Fund. So this yes. is a new fund that is managed by St. FX students. They have a half million dollars worth of capital and they are just starting up this year. And uh, they can only invest in Canadian stocks for the immediate future. Um, so based on your work and expertise, what kind of advice could you give these portfolio managers as they're just starting out here? I would say it's important not to get too caught up in hype about companies like especially in the way you're going to be doing as students because when I was a student at X, I was um, part of the society that was called InvestX, which I think is kind of a precursor to what has now developed into um, this fund, um, which is very exciting, by the way, to have actual real money to, to work with. So I guess you're a bit familiar with it then. Yeah, you know, I'm definitely familiar with the concept. We didn't have this much money to work with, let's be clear. <laughs> but um, I'm very excited for it. Uh, I think my, the advice I would give is, you know, 
go out there and look for for some quality companies that you can really, like I said, invest in um, and you can really get behind the company and what they're doing rather than just speculating on um, some hype or some short-term event. Because uh, you're going to learn a lot more, which I think is the point of this. Um, you're going to learn a lot more doing it that way than just trying to play some one-off catalyst. Right, right. So just want to get back to, I just had one more question I wanted to ask you before we leave the UK. Um, you know, we haven't had too many students follow that route. A lot of our students or graduates normally go to Canadian universities, some go to Americans. Well, we have had a, a small handful going to the UK. Uh, so what would your advice be for those students who are considering the UK as a, as, you know, further their studies? Is it something, you know, they, they should actively pursue? Are there any pitfalls they should be wary of? Is there any kind of advice you can give them? I mean, for me, it was the perfect choice. Uh, I was always really keen to travel. And like I was speaking about before, I really wanted to, you know, get out and see the world. Uh, so for me, it was a great choice. And I definitely recommend students get out of their own comfort zone and go see new things. Um, I think that my biggest advice would be, like I was saying earlier, that the school system is different and you can't one-to-one -one compare your, uh, your experiences. I was definitely beating myself up early in my degree for, um, for my performance. Uh, but then I kind of figured out that actually I was doing really well, <laughs> um, but it was just, it was just a different um, perception, I guess, of how everything worked. Uh, but once you, once you get around kind of, you know, you get your student visa and everything, it's, it's great. And I think London being such a financial center, um, arguably, I mean, people from New York will probably argue with you, but you know, London was kind of the first real financial center, uh, that you're just exposed to so much more and you get to see all the different opportunities that are available to you. Like, I feel like I didn't know what jobs even existed before I went over to the UK. There's so, the financial industry is so deep right. that there's so many jobs that you, you can't even imagine that thing. <laughs> you throw out a couple of examples for our listeners as to some of the uh, some of these jobs that you think uh, surprised you. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, so I work at an asset management firm. Um, and I feel like I have probably one of the more front facing roles where you'd think of off the top of your head. Oh, like, she's a stock picker. But behind me, there's tons and tons of other roles. Like we have a full in-house team of economists, like peer-peer mm -hmm. economists um, that analyze everything. We have people working on, you know, fixed income credit securities, all different types of derivatives, tons of jobs in risk, mm -hmm. um, which an economic student would be excellent mm -hmm. at. Uh, then there's, you know, all everything else in terms of like operations and sales and so even just within my own company there's just tons of different like a really broad opportunity set and then within the industry you've got you know investment banking uh which is a whole there's just everything there as if anybody's ever read up about you know the financial crisis and stuff there's lots of things that happen there that you're like i didn't know that existed what's a mortgage-backed security and so there's, so there's lots and lots of things 
um, that I just, I don't think you can even start to imagine the different types of things. But if you have a good background in economics and especially a good background in like math, uh, kind of world's your oyster, I think. There you go. Um, well, thanks a lot for all this insight. I mean, this is, uh, this is pretty exciting stuff. And I'm sure our listeners will get a lot of useful information out of it. Now, to close out the interview, you know, I'll just leave the floor open to you. You know, what kind of advice would you give to students at Santa Fax, you know, starting out either business economics or in any, any area? What, what, what advice would you give them? Um, yeah, uh, well, I just, I think that you just have to really be open to opportunities and not, not be too stressed about your path. Like, I think for me, I took a lot of different twists and turns that I didn't necessarily see coming or that I didn't plan. Um, but I think if you just kind of root yourself in a solid background and work hard that, um, opportunities will come your way and just take them when they do, I guess. <laughs> Perfect. Well, again, thanks a lot for all your time this morning. It's been an excellent conversation, a lot of very useful information. And uh, you're, you're actually catching me at a really interesting time because this is actually my last week at, the, at Aberdeen Standard. Um, and I'm starting with a new company next week. So well, give them a little um, bit of a plug there. No, I just, it's like, it's a very, um, it's just like a funny time to be to be talking, reminiscing about my past experiences because oh. now, you know, moving on to uh, a new company, same job, same um, right. same industry, but uh, it's uh, a company called Amundi Pioneer uh, Asset Management. So um, it's it's funny to be reminiscing about all my past experiences yeah. today. <laughs> Is it still uh, based in Boston? Yes, I'll, I'll be in Boston. They are a Paris-based company, um, okay. but my work will be based in Boston still. I'll also be doing U.S. assets and everything. Oh, perfect. Well, best of luck in the new position and, uh, you know, stay safe during the, uh, the pandemic. So hopefully things start normalizing pretty soon. Yeah, thank you. I can't wait to come home and visit. <laughs> All right, perfect. And make sure you drop it on campus, right? Yeah, of course, every time. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay, take care. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Bye. All right. Bye.